Welcome to Pageant Planets Podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the life of Paula Shugart. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Hi, Stephen. Today's podcast features none other than Paula Shugart, who is the beloved president of the Miss Universe organization, as every fan of the pageant knows. And with more than 30 years of experience in the television industry, Paula Shugart has been a driving force in entertainment television production for domestic and international audiences. And as the Miss Universe organization president and producer of Miss Universe, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, Paula oversees all business transaction and is responsible for the production of the live worldwide telecast each year. Now, Paula Shugart may not be the longest serving president of the Miss Universe organization. That honor goes to Harold Glasser, who had held the position from for 27 years from 1959 to 1986. However, Paula is certainly the most well-known because of how exciting and successful she made the organization during her tenure. But probably the thing that makes Paula so special to so many people is that in addition to being an outstanding professional, she also seems to connect with so many people on a personal level as well. And we did ask our Instagram audience what their favorite things about Paula were. And we'll start off with one of those to kind of illustrate all of this. And it's from S-N-D-E-F sweetheart 08 and they said she's managed to keep the pageant relevant even with changes without alienating the fan base contestants or the mission of the pageant while using it as a platform to showcase women who are smart beautiful and talented yeah yeah it's really quite fascinating how successful like how the success of some people's lives and careers seem to have come from the foundation that began in their childhood or like just younger years. And time and time again, we've seen in our podcasts that individuals' passions about something or their talents and abilities had already gone formulating at an earlier point in their lives. Yeah, you can argue that it's a result of nature or nurture or even destiny, depending on your beliefs. And even though each person has to make their own decisions, oftentimes people are set on a course before they even realize it. And it's only later that they see that they had been in the process of being prepared for a certain opportunity or career path all along. Yeah, and Paula's father, he was an admiral in the U.S. Navy, and she says that her childhood really helped her to prepare for her current role as the president of an international organization. She believes that her global travels left her with a deep appreciation and understanding of the world's cultural diversity as well as its commonality. And this ability to see the similarities between people and then bring those people together is not just a prerequisite for her job. It's a personal passion that fulfills her on a very deep level. And she was quite literally born to do what she does. And if she wasn't president of an international organization, no doubt she would have been a diplomat of some kind because she has an inherent ability to connect with individuals in a real way and then build on that to further promote connections within the group or an organization. For example, Paula has often spoke about her love specifically for the Philippines, go Philippines, and the Filipino people. So it was an unforgettable once-in-a-lifetime experience to bring the Miss Universe pageant to the Philippines in 2017. 
And that trip was a pinnacle of her life and career because she got to share it with the reigning Miss Universe, Pia Wurzbach, who was from the Philippines. And it's been no secret that Pia was an extremely special queen for Paula, and they became very close. So having that experience together was a blessing for both of them. Paula shared some heartfelt words about the Philippines during the opening ceremony of that pageant. She said, anyone who's talked to me knows how special the Philippines means to me on a personal level as a daughter of a naval officer. During the competition over the years, I've watched so many amazing competitors who came from the Philippines. And before the Miss Universe pageant, I had not been to the Philippines since I was a little girl. But as much as she loved being a Navy brat, when it came time to attend college, Paula says that she just wanted to go someplace new without a Navy base. She had grown tired of living in a coastal city like San Diego and just wanted to live in a location that was different and challenging. And I don't know how you could get tired of San Diego. I mean, it's hard to get tired of the sunsets, the sunsets like over the ocean, the beautiful weather. But hey, I guess if you're around it all day, every day, yeah, just like anything, you get tired of it. You're right. (laughs) So she found that new and different place in the Midwest and Paula chose Ohio University, which fun fact is located about 30 minutes from my hometown in Belpre, Ohio. And so she chose Ohio University as her new home, which consistently ranks as one of the top schools in the country for television communication. And Paula graduated summa cum laude in 1981 with a BS in communications, focusing on journalism and production, which was absolutely the right career path for her. And she currently serves on the Dean's Advisory Council to the Ohio University Scripps College of Communication. And in 2009, she received the university's prestigious Medal of Merit for achievement in entertainment and television production. Yeah. During her acceptance speech for that Medal of Merit, she talked a little bit about her work in live production and specifically about producing major events like the Academy Awards and how actors often give a long, drawn-out speech. And she had the audience laughing out loud when she joked, if I go beyond my two minute time limit, just start playing some music and I'll know my time is up, but I'll probably just keep on talking. But don't worry, eventually I'll exit the stage peacefully. (laughs) In true Hollywood fashion, that's like Mm -hmm. exactly what they all do. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1982, after finishing college, Paula packed her bags and headed from Ohio to the center of television production, sunny California, back to her roots. After only five days in L.A., she met Kevin Bright, who was the executive producer for the TV show Friends, and he gave Paula her first big break, and that meeting began her career in production. And from 1982 to 2002, Paula was busy making quite a name for herself, and success seemed to come naturally to the Admiral's personable daughter. She was based in L.A. and developed a specialty in live television production while working on some of the world's largest productions, the Academy Awards, American Music Awards, Golden Globes, International Rock Awards, President Clinton's 50th birthday celebration, and many more. Yeah, no big deal. Um, no she big also deal. served as a producer on the original talent competition Star Search for seven years, as well as a multitude of other programs, including Lifetime Special, The Age of the Female Icon, which garnered a Cable Ace Award nomination. And Paula became so accomplished at handling the monumental task of producing major events that she got involved in the music industry. Paula was involved in producing two legendary artist television productions, Madonna on her Blonde Ambition Tour and the Rolling Stones on her on their Steel Wheels Tour. And if that is not impressive enough, she even foyered into the world of daytime television as supervising producer for ABC's talk show Mike and Maddie 
and then went on to produce the pilot for the highly popular Donnie and Marie show for Columbia Television. And Paula is an active member of the Directors Guild of America and the Producers Guild of America and has served as a commissioner to Mayor Michael Bloomberg's Latin Latin Media and Entertainment Commission. She was also named a member of the Women's Leadership Board at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, and this was an especially relevant and important accolade for Paula, as her election was based on her professional accomplishments and demonstrated commitment to women and girls. So this is a huge coaching moment. We just went through so many accomplishments, so many accolades of Paula Shugart, and a lot of the time I'll get questions from clients like, okay, what if I don't have leadership experience or what if I don't have awards? And we always talk about, okay, what are things you've done that have put you in a position of leadership that might not be official, but like, so if you're like the oldest of seven children, like that is a leadership role in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, so we work, we work on things like that, that they're not seeing as traditional. Um, so I would just say anyone listening, if you are not already in a position of leadership or in a capacity where you can start to exercise your leadership abilities, join one now. So it's, we're coming on to the, the end of the uh, winter season, at least in the Western hemisphere. Um, so if your school, if you attend school has some kind of a government, um, student government for the next semester, I want you to run if you haven't already, because put yourself out there, start to see how you can exercise like those, those leadership muscles. What are your skills? What needs improvement? But at least just give, give it a shot because every great accomplishment starts with just putting your hat in the ring and going for it. And the other thing that really sticks out to me about what Paula did is she had her main job, right? Which is producing like live television events and all that. But mm -hmm. then she also was actively involved in I'm going to call it philanthropy, but it was like boards of education, all that. But they were all very perfectly aligned, you know, so one kind of fed into the other and it really kept her within her passion realm, which I feel like helped exacerbate her results and get her further along the path a lot quicker. And you talked to a lot about that in previous episodes that we've done, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still recovering from last week. <laughs> so um, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. So sorry, I had to get the frog out of my throat. But um, you talk about, a lot about that in previous episodes with uh, contestants about how they need to find a pageant platform that they really connect with and it's in their line of passion. And I really see that as a tried and true thing that Paula has done throughout her career. Well, and I can give I can give concrete examples there. Like when I was in high school, I was a joiner. I did every club possible, and I I did the math club. And Stephen, that's probably hilarious <laughs> yeah, um, to you. I math is not my strong suit. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So kind of like get better at math. It was like the more I'm exposed to the problem, the better it will become. Um, but I really look back. I'm like, why did I do that? Because I could have been doing something that was more aligned with my long term goals. And instead, I was spending time and energy on something that did not make any sense. So where Paula's was very aligned, her journey was very aligned in one direction, and I think made her more successful more quickly. Um, people try to do too much of too many things. So I'm not saying to not diversify, but make sure at least can connect to the path. Yeah, that's great. It's great advice. Okay. So um, back to Paula. So it was in 1998 that Paula eventually found her way to the Miss Universe organization as her skill set and desire to support and empower women in a positive way 
was a natural fit for the pageant system. Yeah, and when asked about working with Donald Trump, Paula said that she has many fun, funny Trump stories, which I can only imagine. Um, the first thing that she recalls were those early days when she attended conference calls with him, and every time she suggested an idea, she would just kind of sink back into her chair and cringe, waiting for her to be told, you're fired, you know, just like the former television show The Apprentice. But she really had no reason to be nervous because the Donald became began to see something in her that she didn't even see herself. Yeah. And side note, that would be pretty intimidating. I mean, if your boss has a whole television show around telling people that they're fired, I could also understand the, the trepidation there. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Paula says that the funny story overall was the day in 2001 when he called Paula out of the blue. She says at the time she was living in L.A. and she was the vice president um, of production for Miss Universe. And that particular day, she was in her office when the phone rang. She picked it up, and the voice on the other end of the line simply said, and I could totally see him doing this, no pleasantries, no like preamble or anything like that. She just said, he said, Paula, I've been talking to people and hearing a lot of great things about you, and I want you to be president of Miss Universe organization. And Paula, like, thankfully recognized the voice as Donald. How could you, you know, not? So she didn't hang up, but she still seriously wondered if she was being pranked. And incidentally, Mr. Trump had never even met Paula at that point, but he had noticed her outstanding work within the company. And based on all the good things he heard about her, thought that she would be the best person for the job. And he was willing to give her a shot. And so began the next chapter of her life as president of the Miss Universe organization. Yeah, in the years after taking charge, Paula's main goal was to break the stereotypes typically associated with beauty pageants, which is no small task. Um, as many of us in the pageant world like really intimately know, pageants and the people who compete in them are generally greatly misunderstood by those outside of the industry. But Paula Shugart was determined to show the world just how incredible the women who compete in the Miss Universe organization are. She also wanted them to be relatable and uh, to others and make the idea of becoming a queen a very possible reality. And Paula was once quote, quote whoa, once quoted as saying. <laughs> quote, 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 quote. It was like a rap video there. <laughs> yes, it was me, my DJ voice. Paula was once quoted as saying, and Stephen, since I have uh, my tongue tied, why don't you read this quote for us? Sure. So, um, Miss Universe Organization is a company dedicated to empowering women by installing the message of being confidently beautiful in their everyday lives. Paula says our brand is not about being is not about perfection or just beauty. To the contrary, our goal is to celebrate all women and their ability to be comfortable in their own skin. We want all women to be fearless and willing to take risks, challenge themselves and be the very best that they can be. And Paula has made it clear that she is dedicated to supporting all the women who compete each year in the Miss Universe, Miss USA, and the Miss Teen USA pageants. And she goes out of her way to ensure that every contestant has a once-in-a-lifetime experience in their respective system. Under Paula's leadership, the initial contest has evolved into a powerful year-round international organization that advances and supports opportunities for women as well as philanthropic initiatives around the world. And if you're looking to get involved inside of the Miss Universe organization, especially if you've never even competed before or you're like, gosh, what – like preliminary pageants or like state pageants are available for me to get involved. Um, you can use our pageant directory. And so you can just go to pageant planet, click on like 
pageant <laughs> on the, the menu. And you can use our filtering systems and use the filters like swimsuit, interview, on stage, or just type in um, your, your country or the state where you're located. And most of the Miss Universe organizations throughout the world will pop up and all the ones in the state. And you, for a click of a button, you can just contact the director and say, I want to get involved. Yeah, and even if your state pageant maybe just happened, but you still want the experience, this tool is great, you guys. You can specifically sort by like the various categories. So even outside of the ones we just said, interview, swimsuit, and evening gown, I mean, there's so many you can choose from if you want to like really see how you rank in certain skills and other pageants. So you want to get the experience, but maybe your pageant just passed and you want to do it. This is a really awesome tool that you can use to find it. Consider it like Match.com for pageants, I would say. <laughs> yeah, Like absolutely. you put in like your boxes you want checked, tall, dark, handsome, and it'll pop right up. Yeah. And even more than that, if you need a dress, if you need to find a photographer, a pageant coach, a hair and makeup stylist, personal trainer, you can find them all by using the very same filters and location search on pageantplanet.com. Exactly. Okay. So after... After altering the stereotypes typically associated with beauty pageants, the next goals that Paula began to tackle were creating development deals, attracting new supportive sponsors, and rebranding the Miss Universe organization for the new millennium. So within the first decade of her presidency, Paula's efforts had significantly boosted viewer demographics and increased viewership around the world. In 2002, only one year after she took the wheel, Paula oversaw the successful sale of 50% of Miss Universe organization to NBC Universal, and she worked very closely with the network to maximize the organization's potential. As a result, the Miss Universe um, the Miss Universe organization and the Miss USA pageants garnered great success out of the box with cross promotional concepts conceived by both Paula and NBC. And a quick side note too. I, I remember when Miss America was produced by Dick Clark productions and just partnering with a television giant, like NBC universal or any other production company gives the, the pageant so much more exposure throughout the year. So like when I'm, I'm just thinking Miss America is top of mind right now. Um, but when like Dick Clark productions is the Grammys and things like that. So Miss America was presenting at the Grammys or was always invited. So, I mean, think about how much of a giant NBC Universal is. So, I mean, the, the benefits of tying yourself to a huge group like that is massive. So very smart choice by Paula. And yeah. in a world of constantly changing technology and social media outlets, Paula began successfully incorporating never before seen elements of fan engagement into the Miss Universe and Miss USA telecasts. And that would be features like online fan voting um, really took pageants to a new level in live entertainment for viewers. And today, this kind of interaction with an audience is commonplace. But at the time, it was an unheard of opportunity for the fans to affect the outcome of the competition. Yeah, Paula was also thrilled to be able to focus more on telling the behind-the-scene life stories of each contestant who competes on the national and international stage in the Miss Universe family, going into more depth on social media and creating more insightful biographical videos during the actual pageant broadcast gave each contestant an opportunity not only to promote their causes, but to talk about their families and their lives in each of their respective states and countries. And this was the goal that Paula began working towards because she felt like it was so important to share the diversity and truth of each woman's personal journey. And she also knew that showcasing each woman's heritage was a wonderful way to honor that support system and engage their fans at home. And Paula believed it was imperative that the Miss Universe organization share in the depth 
the the in-depth lives of each contestant because that's what helps the fans connect in a more real way with the title holders. Yeah, the viewers began to get a more honest and down-to-earth picture of each contestant, and that did a lot for public relations as well. It showed Mm -hmm. those pageant hopefuls in the audience that the women on the screen were just like them in many respects, and they made the message very clear that if their dream could come true, so could yours. The intimate contestant videos further demonstrated that there was no, you know, air quotes, ideal Miss Universe candidate. The, um, as Paula had said on many occasions, we're not looking for a perfect person. The next order of business was to step up the production value of each of the televised pageants within the Miss Universe organization brand. Being the production savvy person that she is, Paula knew she had to find a way to infuse the pageants with a new vivacious aura in order to satisfy the modern fans who crave the glamour that the majority of pageant systems lacked. She realized that even though the pageants had always appealed to brilliant and accomplished women who were seeking a format to promote their platform and causes, the fans themselves longed for the classic glitz and glamour of a Hollywood production so very true she knew that she had to find a way to give both parties what they wanted and still remain relevant and cutting edge and in 2006 her answer to the problem came in the fabulous form of supermodel Lou Sierra, whom we did a podcast about several months ago, and that one decision took the pageant broadcast and the contestants to a whole new level of professionalism, drama, and excitement. Lou says that when the Miss Universe organization contacted her about bringing runway style to the pageant arena, they told her, we want the viewing audience to turn on the TV and think they're watching a fashion show. Lou says that that objective was a tall order and that she knew the first day on the job that she would need to add much more than just showing girls how to walk like a model. But in no time, Luciera had developed a system and a style that transformed even the most unsophisticated girl in the room into a runway diva and the viewing audiences loved it. In the past several years, Lou's role expanded into one of the competition insiders providing analysis and commentary throughout the live telecast. Her transition into an on-air commentator during the pageant has added a very intriguing and entertaining dimension to the production. As accomplished as Lou is behind the scenes, she is even better in front of the camera, actually. And Lou's commentary is always insightful and fascinating as she is able to include so much relevant behind the scenes content, as well as points about each contestant's wardrobe, walking style and onstage performance. Yeah, the details that Lou includes are things that the average person just wouldn't notice. But her insight is invaluable for any pageant contestant who is watching and who wants to improve their own pageant performance. Lou provides the television audience with the judges panel's point of view and everything she discusses is information that the judges certainly notice and consider as they assess each contestant's performance and assign their score in that first decade rebranding the miss universe pageant system had begun to pay off in a big way but there was still a lot of work to be done and in addition to overseeing yearly multi-million dollar sponsorship deals paula further expanded the miss universe brand by introducing several new product licensing ventures for the company the popular italian swimsuit and lingerie maker yamame partnered with miss universe organization in 2013 to create the first ever yamame for miss universe swimsuit collection the line debuted at that year's miss universe pageant with each contestant sporting a fabulous fuchsia bikini with its success the yamame for miss universe 2015 summer collection quickly followed the lions are now sold in over 400 italy-based yamame stores and over 30 countries worldwide with multiple locations 
Then in March of 2014, MUO teamed up with long-term sponsor Farouk Systems to produce the Miss Universe-style Illuminate by Chi Hair Care line. And the line is now sold in over 1,000 select stores and salons in the United States and is retailed in nearly 20 countries. That same month, Paula launched a partnership with the Dutch development agency, Cordaid, to raise funds for the Philippines following the devastating typhoon Yolanda. The Miss Universe Cordaid Relief Fund's efforts raised a jaw-dropping quarter of a million dollars in just six months. Paula now sits on the board for Cordaid's U.S. Leaders Council, a group of highly respected business and socialite leaders in the United States committed to making Cordaid one of their international charitable priorities. And the organization has gone through many significant changes with regard to ownership. And in 2015, Paula announced the exciting news that the Miss Universe organization was extremely proud to join the WME IMG family. And the Miss Universe telecast now airs in approximately 190 countries and territories and is viewed by more than half a billion people, making it one of the most widely viewed programs worldwide. And the Miss USA broadcast reaches over 70 countries annually. Even though Paula's contributions have been hugely significant and have made Miss Universe and its partners wildly successful, her presidential reign has unfortunately not been without tragedy, controversy, or conflict. After the horrible bombings in Paris, um, Paula, she took to her personal Facebook page to share a just pointed childhood memory and to offer her encouragement. And she said, I remember when I was growing up, my mother telling me about some of the darkest times of World War II. When the Nazis seemed to be defeating the Allies at every turn, it was almost incomprehensible to me that there was ever a time people were afraid Hitler and his terrorists would not be defeated. And Stephen, she continued, why don't you share? I have thought a lot about it for the last few days, and I find solace in knowing just as the world came together to challenge and ultimately defeat the pure evil of the Nazis, so too will we come together to defeat this last incarnation of pure evil. It will not happen overnight, but it will happen. Sharing my favorite scene from Casablanca in case anyone needs some inspiration. Then in 2015, probably one of the most talked about controversies in recent pageant history occurred when Steve Harvey, the host of the Miss Universe broadcast that year, mistakenly announced the wrong winner and it still makes me cringe. I know. Apparently, as most of us are now aware, Steve Harvey read the card incorrectly and announced Miss Columbia. Arianda uh, Gutierrez had won when in reality the woman that the judges had chosen was Pia Wurtzbach from the Philippines. And it was a personal and a public relations nightmare and one of the worst scenarios that can occur during a pageant, although the pageant itself was not to blame. Still, it affected the contestants and the public's perception to an extent, and that is always a challenging thing for a pageant's leadership to deal with. Paula was gracious and forgiving and urged the public to focus on being positive and respectful to all parties concerned. She took to her Facebook page to address the event by saying this past Sunday night, human error caused the unfortunate incident that is now being talked about around the world. My heart broke, not only for Arianda, but for Pia and all the young women who worked so hard to be on stage that night. However, and she continues to say, however, knowing Pia's sole desire was to ensure Ariadna was okay and witnessing Ariadna's grace right after the show and ever since, knowing Destiny has other great things in store for her only reinforced my faith in the incredible women we have the privilege of working with at the Miss Universe organization. 
Even after her initial posts, there were hundreds of nasty comments, shocker, on social media, you know, from people arguing about the incident. And once again, Paula took time to address the issue. And she said, the spotlight is now on two amazing women and both have incredible opportunities. Fighting is not what we are about. Let's enjoy the holidays and our loved ones. And people speak in the industry very highly of Paula, and it's obvious that all of her title holders adore her because she takes the time to invest in their lives during each of their reigns, and she allows them to dream big during their year of service. There is a great example of how um, loved Paula is, and it happened at the Miss Universe pageant in 2015. Miss Universe 2014, Gabriella Isler, the outgoing queen, gave high praises to Paula when she was formally introduced uh, to the audience just prior to the preliminary competition. She gushingly said that Paula had been the best friend, the best mentor, and the best boss. And then she quickly apologized and looked to the side and said, sorry, Osmel, to Osmel Souza, who had happened to be in the audience as well since he is the undisputed king of Venezuelan pageantry. And we did a podcast about him several weeks ago. Um, was it several weeks or months ago at this point? Oh, my gosh. Time flies. Yeah, but it does. Um, if you listen to that podcast and kind of get the essence of him, that story is even better. Yeah. So um, the moment was so revealing, though, because Paula was very gracious and smiled at Gabriella's comments. But you could tell that she recognized that Osmel probably did not like hearing that Paula was a better boss than he was. If you had the opportunity to listen to our podcast on Osmel, you would completely understand why this was a very tense moment. So I'm kind of, is it Gabriella who looked at Osmel and said, I'm so sorry, like, sorry, Osmel, or was that Paula that looked at Osmel and said, sorry, Osmel? I think it was Gabriella. Oh, okay. Got it. That, that, I mean, I could see the words coming out in like just true fashion for Gabriella and being like, oh, you're the best person. You're the best boss. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, God. <laughs> Osmel's, and he's the one that got me my start. He's very, you know, I'm probably hurting his feelings. And I really feel like that's, um, it, it's a really good moment. Um, and it, I feel like it shows a lot of, insight into Gabriella because like in that moment while you're gushing you're still in like the world is looking at you or everybody in the preliminary pageant you have the self-awareness to realize that your words even though it's not ill-intended might have a negative impact on someone else who is sitting there so it, it does show a lot of insight and you know as you know for everyone listening as the world spotlight is on you like when you are crowned there you will have these opportunities where you're giving public praise to one person in this case Paula um and then at the same time because you're just giving admiration or praise because you also know somebody else in the audience who helped you along you're not able to thank everyone but it does it is telling for you to really be conscientious of the words that's coming out of your mouth so that you don't offend the people that's helped you all along the way Right. And I think that happens a lot. I mean, even in award shows, people are like, well, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. And imagine being the person that is was forgotten. I mean, my gosh, like they've thanked everyone under the sun, but they happen to forget to thank you. I mean, it it probably does cause a strain on people. So it's one of those things where like no good deed goes unpunished. And even with the best of intentions, feelings can still get hurt. Um, So it's best to think through every situation best you can. Talk to yourself in the car, do mock interviews, anything you can do (laughs) to kind of get that habit of 
we always say attack every question and you don't want to think you just want to be open and outward. That's a old Don Baker, um, coaching reference, but, um, yeah, it's very important to be able to be thinking of all those things, um, and be prepared in those moments. Yeah. Agreed. So it was all in good fun, that story, like you said, and everyone laughed, but clearly the real queen and boss lady in pageantry was established that night. And it was none other than who we're talking about right now. And that's Paula Shugart. And if you have a director in your life that you know has gone above and beyond in your um, in your pageant experience or even off the pageant stage, this is the time to honor them. We just launched our Best in Pageantry nominations. And Best Director is always a great category, but there are, what are there, 20 other categories to mm. nominate for as well? 64, like this year. But uh, we, we really upped it. So, I mean, like from everything from different contestants to, oh my gosh, if you love the Friends Evening Gown, you can nominate them for Best Evening Gown to Best MC, Best Pageant Coach, Best best headshot photographer, best event photographer, best hair and makeup stylist. So basically the people that's helped you in your journey along the way, there probably isn't a nomination for them to go. And you can just, again, use our directory on Pageant Planet. You'll see a little banner that's featured on their profile or even your profile if you're not aware. And then you just go there and you click that banner and then that nominates them. And that puts them on our radar as an organization. So we sort through manually all the thousands and thousands of nominations that people collect throughout the next um, about 40 days. And we decide who's the best of the best based on criteria, based on that category. And we rank them from like, this is the number one to these are the top 10 and these are the nominees. So it is a really prestigious award and people who win these awards find their businesses transformed. Um, and it's a way to just really memorialize their year in the industry. I love Best in Pageantry. It is a stressful time for us, Stephen, but it is such an exciting time to see people celebrate their year of accomplishments and see people kind of rise to the ranks or have explosive years. So it's it's a great time for the organization and for the industry. Yeah, we put in like thousands of hours collectively oh as an organization, gosh. like sorting and organizing and writing and doing data compounding. It is a lot. It is a labor of love for sure. Um, but happy to do it. And we've been doing it now for, gosh, I think six years, seven years. So um, and every year just continues to grow. So we're thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to Paula. And Paula says that the question that she is asked most often since she's become president of the Miss Universe organization is simply, what are the judges looking for in Miss Universe winner? And her response will likely shock most people. She says that she's learned long ago that no one knows who's, who's going to win and that any one of the women on that stage has the potential to become the winner and that she believes that it truly comes down to that woman's destiny. She has no other real explanation for it. And when asked to go into more detail of what she believes a Miss Universe should be about, she contributed the following quote. Um, and it's a monster of a quote, Stephen, so I'm going to ask you to step in at some point. Okay. I think a Miss Universe represents all women, so we celebrate all women. I really believe that we are not looking for someone that's perfect. We're looking for somebody that can lift others up. It's about how do I make a change? How do I let someone know that you are not your circumstance and you can rise above your circumstances? And Miss Universe is a very special person that can handle that and do that. And why don't you continue? 
And I think that person should be celebrated because they are an embodiment of possibility. And that is the embodiment of helping other people to realize their potential. And I think particularly for women, it's all about confidence and the things that have held people back. You are not your circumstance. You can rise above and be the best version of you. If there's something that you want to do, do it or try to do it. We learn from our failures more than we learn from our successes. And we took to Instagram, again, here's somebody else that had something praiseworthy to say about Paula, and this is from Nick Blaze, and Paula, she said, Paula is an innovator that understands in order for pageantry to remain relevant, you have to evolve. Evolution is the secret to growth, life, and most importantly, relevance. Ain't it the truth in pageantry? It's like the, it's like. The, uh, the impossible dream from Don Quixote, how do we keep pageants relevant? It's mm. always a question on the forefront of everyone in the industry's mind. Yeah. So to Paula Shugart, the Miss Universe pageant in particular provides an unprecedented opportunity for women of the world to celebrate their cultural differences and achieve a greater understanding of each other. It is her hope that the microism that is the Miss Universe pageant will have a ripple effect that will ultimately encourage positive relations between all people. Because as each contestant gets involved in supporting the goals of Miss Universe organization within her own country, hopefully that goodwill and positive activism will inspire their fellow countrymen to do the same. And we'll wrap with a a quote from Paula that I thought was pretty pretty evident of the dedication and the love she has for her for her career and it's i have this opportunity to help so many people if there can be just hundreds of competent young women out there that can spread the word and make their place and if i've had anything at all to do with that to help people realize that they can be anything they want then that is the biggest blessing ever you know what i love about that quote is a lot of times when somebody says if there's just one person that i help but she has never limited herself to just one. She's like, if there's just hundreds mm-hmm. of you know, confident young women, really good quote to end on. Special shout out to Julia Stone for doing the research for this episode and thank to you to you for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or from one's previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, please consider giving us a like, a comment, and a follow. And it might seem like a small action to do those actions, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.